it's that's what she said. It's the podcast that, well, you probably didn't know you need and you probably don't need. Now, Georgie Parker here, joined as always by the girl with the small hands but a big heart, Ashley Nelson, and the I Will Thank Never you. Retire, Bubs Barbieri. And guys, speaking of someone who won't retire, we have a guest <laughs> joining us today. And usually we talk a bit of junk at the start, but I don't want to today. Um, I want to get straight into it because I want to get through as much as I can with this guy before we have to let him go. I've had to write down his resume. That's how long it goes for. We've got six times NBL championship winner, six times NBL defensive player of the year, a finals MVP winner, a junior world championship gold medalist. He's an Olympian. He's won a Commonwealth Games gold medal here on the Gold Coast a couple of years back. He's a marriage celebrant and he's been labelled as <laughs> potentially the nicest guy you'll ever meet. He's the heart and soul of the Perth Wildcats. Damien Martin. Hello, Damien. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you got the resume emailed through to you, so I appreciate that. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> someone yeah. worthwhile having on the show, Georgie. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love our guests here, but I guess, Damien, it's been a little bit of a weird time in our lives. Um, we've had all those COVID restrictions. It's come basically right at the end of your 2019-2020 season. You're pretty lucky, I guess, to be able to finish the season due to COVID. And for you personally, were you able to, was it lucky for you to be able to end it like that? Because you had a few injuries at the end of the season? Yeah, it was weird. So I actually uh, tore my Achilles about the fourth game of the year. So I spent the year playing with frustration that, you know, my body would, my mind would say one thing, but my body just wasn't capable of doing it. Now that's a combination of injury and age. I'm not in denial that I'm 35. <laughs> uh, but to get through the season without a completely rupturing, which was the, you know, kind of the risk I was taking, I was over the moon to get to the finals and then to be so close to hearing the siren, knowing we won the championship then and there. Uh, that's a moment that can't be replicated. So instead, you know, the Kings decided they weren't going to fly to Perth um, because of all the COVID risk. And then it still took another 48 hours before the NBL awarded us the champions. And um, yeah, it, it is that moment that you you can you never forget when you hear the siren, you embrace your teammates, you hold the trophy. So that was taken away. But still to hear our names announced as champs, albeit under unique circumstances, uh, yeah, it was, it was a long season. We had to earn a spot in the finals and, and we still celebrated accordingly. Absolutely. Now, while we have you on the topic of the season, how many times have you been asked if you're retiring? And if you want to be asked again, I will ask you again, are you going to be retiring? Because I'm going to give you the opportunity to announce your retirement on the show. If you like. <laughs> I'm happy to be that person, to spread that to the, the big fans of the NBL and the Wildcats fan especially. Uh, look, I've, I've prepared a few notes, actually. Let me get to it. Uh, <laughs> no, You've got it's, your it's kids so there weird. next to you to pull them up. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, Mum, dad, first and foremost. Uh, look, it's, it's, because because we don't know when the season's going to go ahead, I mean, there's been no time frame put placed upon me to make a decision. Now, I know I'm 35, I'm off contract, and I just had a full Achilles reconstruction. So, <laughs> it probably tells you that I should be making a decision, but the reality is until... I mean, the want is there, the will is there, it's just whether there's the ability. Uh, and until I know the time frame, I have to work backwards from it. I guess I'm just in no rush. I just get so caught up in every day with two crazy little girls that have me wrapped around their finger and, and other work that another day passes without me having to stand up and make a decision. Hey, don't ever say no. Don't say no. Just keep going, buddy. Just, hey. I, I did my ACL and my medial and everything in 2016. I was 36. Still come back, still playing. Don't worry, I'm 40 now. 
I love that. That is well. The thing is, even if I don't retire, I don't know if there's a spot for me. To be honest, I think uh, <laughs> just, just keep finding a new team. Damo, actually on that, because working in the media in Perth, I see quite a bit of you about, and the other day, it was just before you got announced as the L- NBL champions, and so you're having to put your case forward as to you know, why you deserve or deserve to be the winners. And you came into the press conference with Trevor Gleeson and you came in with your wife and two kids as well. And I reckon every journo there was tweeting <laughs> back to, you know, their um, <laughs> their host website going, hey, I think David Martin's about to make a, an announcement. Do you have a bit of fun with that? Just going, you know what, I'm going to make my own decision in my own time. And, you know, just take your kids and wife with you everywhere. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> it, it was funny because I didn't think about it in the lead up to it, but they were dropping me off at a team event and I didn't want to drive in, obviously. So I was like, Britt, can you take me in via this media thing I've got to do for the Wildcats? But then when I walked in and everyone looked at me, you know, the kind of the way you describe me and got to their phones, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I know what this looks like. It's not that. Um, it's just my but, Uber, uh, guys. It's just my Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Essentially it was. But it's kind of that you know, untold thing of message that, hey, it's probably time to retire when the second you walk in with your family, like, yep, it was about time. It was about time. <laughs> everyone, so, uh, everyone starts crying. <laughs> yeah. So if Bryce walked in with his wife and kid, they're like, great, hopefully he's got his citizenship and he's going to play another 10 years. Yeah. I walk in, they're like, thank goodness he's calling in a day. He got my message. <laughs> Very good. Um, and uh, how's it? You recently had surgery as well on your jaw. How's that going? And have you got any hot tips on what a good liquid diet consists of? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I met with the, uh, the, the surgeon the other day because I've had it twice now. Uh, and I'm, I'm not a good patient. So she was like, what have you been eating? Like what through a straw? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm actually back to my normal diet. So I think, or normal food. So I think I'm the only person that had jaw surgery and actually put on weight. So yeah, <laughs> I need to do something between the jaw and the Achilles. It's uh, yeah, it, it's, I'm blowing up. In other words, I need preseason to begin. <laughs> now, You've been injury-ridden what seems like your entire career. You have an Achilles injury this year, but you had an Achilles injury back when you were playing at college. I was looking through your Wikipedia page when I was researching that we had the Damien Martin coming on. It seemed every year you had something, but you're so resilient. You're still there playing it. You had played over 300 games for the Wildcats. You went through a career that took you to world championships that got you through four years of college, albeit with a year break there with that Achilles injury. Why are you so injury prone? What do we need to do to fix this body? And how do you keep getting back from that? Mentally, that's very draining, right? Yeah, so <laughs> I was actually asked about this today at a speaking engagement. So if I go down my body... It was half so a page a... of notes I wrote to the girls. So <laughs> he said this, 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 yeah. this. I'm like, holy moly. Well, apologies for when you Wikipedia and you thought you were getting the cricket over, you're stuck with me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I've had... Uh, I've had little toe surgery, which obviously doesn't get that much respect, but it was three months. Uh, so little toe surgery, two, two ruptured Achilles tendons on my left, a torn right Achilles, torn right ACL, so that was a full rupture, torn left MCL, four shoulder surgeries, three broken jaws, oh, four God. broken wrists, and a broken arm. And to think, I actually quit basketball to play rugby league. Could you imagine if I'd stuck no. in rugby league and actual contact <laughs> oh, ball? Oh, like, I was yeah. about to say, you're lucky you were playing basketball. I mean, the change of direction, that's what really, I guess, gets those those joints. Is there anywhere in your body mm. that you haven't injured? 
Well, is that a little no, release? Is that a small release? Well, look at this nose. It's not straight anymore. My fingers are all busted up. It's like they're doing gang signs 24 uh, hours a day. I'm pretty um, sure this is a movie, right? I think it's like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> You're like the Iceman or whatever he is, but he's made of glass. The glass uh, man, that's it. It is. Well, my jaw is all titanium, so I should go into <laughs> boxing now because I did have a glass jaw. Now it's titanium, so I'm good to go. Hey, Damien, yeah. just on your, on your name thing, yes. I, I have to point out, Okay, so you've got Damien Martin, who, for those that don't know, is a WA cricketer. We've got Georgie so Parker. Australian cricketer. He plays Australia, Australia, Test yeah. cricket. So he's a okay, well-known no. cricketer. Well, you like to lay claim to him over here in the West. Um, we've got Georgie Parker, who is an Australian hockey player, but also happens to be a Gold Logie <laughs> Award winner. I, Ashley Nelson, am a hockey player, but also there is another Ashley Nelson that is a sprinter over in Great Britain. And they love dual, their sprinters over there. She's a dual Olympian. <laughs> Bumps, what happened to you with having a doppelganger name? Actually, I do. She's a famous artist. Really? Is that uh, yeah. That's why I couldn't, I couldn't get melissabarbieri.com because she took it already. <laughs> <laughs> I plugged it in and the first thing that came up was art. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Well, there you go. Do you get mixed up very often, Mardo, with the cricketer? Yeah, when I first moved to Perth, uh, obviously he's better known out here, but when I first moved to Perth, I was living by myself and I couldn't cook. So a week of living out here, I ordered Domino's and I'll never forget the look of disgust and disappointment when I opened the door and he literally said, ah, oh, I was hoping you're going to be the cricketer. So uh, yeah, from, from five days, seven days into my move west up until occasionally, actually we, I was doing radio and we had the Big Dipper on. And so we're doing radio on a Saturday and we interviewed him and they're talking about leadership and the best phrase you'd had from captains and coaches in the locker room. And he started talking about his one and then he goes, oh, and Marta, surely Alan Border gave you guys some sprays. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cop the heat from AB. Like, <laughs> didn't want to tell him he was talking to someone else. But uh, yeah, so it still occasionally happens. Oh, well, we've had, um, I put it out to Twitter that you were coming on today and I said, does anyone have any questions that, that they wanted me to ask the great Dustin, uh, Dustin, there's another Martin. <laughs> Dustin Martin. <laughs> the, other, the great Damien yeah. Martin. And we've had a bunch of questions that, that they, the fans have asked. Now, one of them, and you would get this a lot, it's all about Bryce Cotton. We had a lot about Bryce Cotton. He's probably, well, he's one of the best players to ever play in the NBL league. He's an absolute superstar. Yeah. And, and you, as, a, as one of your teammates, he's probably one of the best teammates you've ever had as well. Um, but... One of them has came up a lot. Should Bryce Cotton play for Australia when eligible? He's about to get his citizenship, I believe. Would he be someone that you think should or would want to play for Australia? Yeah, I think it's a yes to both. Um, I think he legitimately would jump at the opportunity to play for Australia. He's embraced it as his home nation. Uh, it's a tough one because... You can only have one naturalised player on that team and I think he would uh, be deserving of the call-up. And for me, I love the guys as good as he is on the court. He's one of those genuine guys offered. He's, he's not the whole never meet your hero, they disappoint you. Bryce does not fall into that category. And he's could you up. imagine having he and Paddy Mills, oh. you know, just launching it up for the boomers? You've got Benny Simmons creating uh, two incredible scorers, super quick. They'd just be so hard to guard from the opposition standpoint with both Paddy and Bryce, who just one-on-one -on -one are as good as it gets worldwide. So if he gets citizenship, I'm going to go to the boomers camps just to watch, you know, what he can do on the biggest stage. Now, I love that. Now, that kind of leads me to another question that we had, and this is from Matt Rees4. He said, who is the best import you've played with? Perth have had so many excellent imports. Would he be the best that you've played with? I know it's hard to probably categorise who's best and worst because there's so many different variables. I'll go through them all. <laughs> you go through um, them all? <laughs> no, so 
Yeah, no, Bryce is the best. So we only had James Ennis for one year and, and Jimmy's been in the NBA ever since he left Perth. So obviously, Oh, he was so good. He was so dominant. But if Bryce, I mean, you've got to remember, Bryce is 5'11 and a strong breeze, he'd fall over. Mm. So if <laughs> he was six foot seven and built like Jimmy, he'd be a starting scoring guard in the NBA. Um, but yeah, Bryce's skill level is world class. It's just that he didn't have the, you know, probably the height to go with it. But he could play in the NBA and hold his own. I have no doubt about that. I was. Um, I like this one. What does What does he love most about living in WA? That's from Chucky Sugo, or Mason. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, it was very Italian of me, wasn't it? <laughs> well pronounced. Oh, there is a bunch of things. You know, anything from obviously I met my wife here. I've got two kids. The weather, the beaches. I've got cousins in Rockingham. So my cousins in. I didn't know a thing about footy moving here. It's rugby league territory where I grew up, and it's still two posts, not four, to this day. So when I moved here, one, I got to essentially meet my cousins. I hadn't seen them in 15 years. Three big burly boys with tattoos and beards from Rockingham and, and a girl with dreadlocks. And uh, coming down Perth Airport, they said, hey, Marto, where are your cousins? Here's your Dockers jersey. And I remember, <laughs> so I've now fallen in love with the sport as well, but I remember my, I did my first ever media interview about four days later. And I had learned in those four days that life in WA revolved around the Eagles and Dockers. It was crazy how much mm-hmm. news they get. And so I called my cousin and I said, look, in case they ask me about footy, who do I say I go for again? He's like, Fremantle Dockers. Yeah, not a problem. In case they ask me about players, who should I say is my favourite player? And back then, you know, the best two players were Aaron Sanderlands and Matthew Pavlich. I was like, too easy. So I'm doing this radio interview and we're going back and forth, life in Sydney versus life in Perth, Wildcats versus, you know, West Sydney Razorbacks, yada, yada, yada. And then the guy goes, all right, you live in WA, who's your footy team? And lying through my teeth, I'm like, ah, oh, the Fremantle Dockers, I bleed purple. And he goes, oh, who's your favourite player? <laughs> who's your favourite player? I'm like, oh, Matthew Sanderlands. You can't go wrong. Uh, so it was a horrible way to start my life in WA as a Docker supporter. And I've quickly learned that I should learn about the sport. But uh, now I have fallen in love. So sport, weather, people, Red Army, the club, my wife, kids, you name it. I've been very lucky with the move west. Matthew Sanderlands, he'd be the ultimate combination. I think what Frio, Frio really needs this year. So if things 211 cross... centimetre goal, goal kicker, that's all. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I, I like it though. You've got the right terminology. You know, I bleed purple. That's correct. It's just yeah, a bit of a mix up with the names, but better luck next time. Um, we've also had Jepper DT. He's um, tweeted in and he said, what is the funniest celebrant story? This is something you and I share. We're both celebrants. Have you got a, a good story or a bit of a, a mishap, um, perhaps, Damien? Uh, yeah, so my teammate Greg High is one of my best mates. We all went out for dinner one night and that's how I got into it. They turned to my wife, asked her to be a bridesmaid, turned to me, asked me to be a groomsman. And then they went that one step further, asked me to be a celebrant. I think he was just trying to save money, the cheapskate, to be honest. So <laughs> did you pay for the course did he? No, I, no, I did. I paid, well, actually, the Wildcats did. Thanks, guys. Um, but, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I passed. <laughs> they only paid for your pass, so you better believe I was nervous come my final exam. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I didn't grow up wanting to be a celebrant, but now I genuinely enjoy it. The funniest one, though, was I was Brad Hogg's um, celebrant, the cricketer. And so Hoggy is such a nice guy, but did he has this, and he's been in the... During his, well, gonna, he's, he's, <laughs> he's been in the media 20 plus years, so you'd think he'd have no problem standing in front of a crowd. But as we're literally at the front of the aisle waiting for his bride to walk down, he goes, I'm really sorry, Marta. I've got this thing that I always think my fly's undone, my zipper's undone whenever I'm standing in front of anyone. So literally, as the music starts, Cheryl, his wife, bride's walking down the aisle. There's a photo of me looking at his crutch to make sure his zipper's not <laughs> down. 
and that's the photo the photographer captured the moment Cheryl started walking down the aisle. I love, so, I love it because yeah. as the bride walks down, everyone's meant to turn and look lovingly, you know, at the bride. <laughs> but you, meanwhile, you're focusing on on uh, the crutch area. But was he zipper down? That's probably the the crux of it. Uh, he, he was good to go. He was good to go. <laughs> why, <laughs> why didn't he just trick himself? Like, why are you checking it out? Uh, I don't know. I think he just was so nervous. He's like, pay attention to, my, to the bride. Pay attention to the bride. He's like, hey, am I good? Am I good? Like, you're good. You're good, mate. <laughs> now, this is a good one. You, of course, went to the 2016 Olympic Games, and that must have been an incredible experience for you. You had some absolute mm. stars in that team, and you were tipped to win a medal, unfortunately, just falling short there. But this is one from Rap Raga Muffin, Ian, which his name's Ian, but I don't know that's his handle. <laughs> and he's saying, does he remember stealing the ball from Kevin Durant? Is that uh, a highlight? I'm, I'm glad you asked. Uh, well, <laughs> Here's a picture of me with Kevin. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so funny because we lost that game and we really felt like we blew an opportunity to beat the Americans. And so right after the game, uh, we, we get into the locker room and, you know, Boga was a leader on the team, Patty, Deli, Joe, like, like you said, star-started team. I was just wrapped to be a part of it. Um, but we were livid that we'd blown a chance. So the feeling in the locker room was one of frustration and anger. But then I checked my phone and at the time my wife was 36 weeks pregnant. And so I've checked my phone and I've got like 10 missed calls, a bunch of messages saying, call me. I'm like, it's happening. This is it. And so like literally mid post game debrief, I'm, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. So I go and call my wife. And the reason she was trying to get a hold of me was when I got that, the deflection. I mean, I, I encouraged no one to watch it again because he pretty much just turned and gave it to me. But let's pretend it was incredible. Build. Um, stole it, stole it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build it up, come um, on, build it up. Oh, yeah, 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 amazing. Um, but anyway, so I called her and all she was trying to get a, a hold of me for was in the, in the moment when I stole it off him, she tweeted, now my wife never tweets, but she tweeted at Kevin Durant, ha ha, my husband just stole it off you. Like the corniest <laughs> slash worst trash talk of all time. Uh, and, but then, then the West Australian had like messages saying, hey, can we come take a photo and talk about the, the steal or whatever? And so she knows that I hate that type of stuff. I was like, well, I can't be mad at you, but you, you know, you're proud of your husband, but you realize we lost the game and never do that to me again, like at 36 weeks pregnant. But yeah, what a trash talker that, that wife of mine is. I like it how it's like such a focus on one steal that's like epitomizes you as a player. She's so proud of it. But you can't also turn around to a 36 week um, pregnant lady and say, that enough is enough. Get off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, you don't tell. 36 week pregnant wife, anything. She's like, I love you. You're beautiful. Do what you want. Well, I think, sure. <laughs> uh, poor Kevin. Poor Kevin's probably got to his Twitter feed and like, ha ha ha. Yes, this is awesome. Thank you very much. I just gave the guy the ball. I've got another one here. Another one here for you, Damien. Why do you hate McDonald's coffee so much? From Peter Hooley, former NBL player with the Boomers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I am a bit of a, a coffee snob. So uh, my former teammate Brad Robbins put me onto it, and he was yeah a coffee connoisseur. So I think now, unfortunately, I uh, I do go to my regular cafes, and sometimes McDonald's will cut it if I'm in a rush. But sorry, Pete, it's uh yeah you got to find me those spots in Melbourne, mate. Well, we heard that one of your teammates rocked up to training with a McDonald's coffee and you <laughs> were such a coffee snob that you said, no, 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 went across the road to a cafe and got him another coffee. 
It was uh, Miles Plumley. I'm like, you can't be new to this beautiful country full of amazing cafes and this is what you're starting your day with. No offense, McDonald's, if they're a sponsor of yours, they're, they're great. Hey, Ronald. Um, but yeah, I was like, mate, threw it straight out, went and gave him a, got him a legitimate coffee. And uh, yeah, I mean, hey, he, he never went back to the McDonald's one. So yeah, I, I forgot about that, but good old Miles. Yeah, you're welcome. You're costing, you're costing him a fortune. <laughs> in, in great coffee that's what happens when you when you get good coffee that's exactly like you're an actual addicted and when when in melbourne they're like six dollars fifty for a good one so the poor guy probably needs a bank loan every time he goes out for a coffee but i was actually thinking the same thing but how do you find your good coffee because i heard of some great apps do you use an app or because me personally i'm a coffee snob as well but most of our Matildas team is, and we actually go hunting all over the world for great coffee spots. Yeah, I think is a bean hunter. So if I'm if I'm not in yeah. Perth, um, then I will go on a few apps and or ask some of the you know the opposition we're playing. Hey, what do you recommend? So they could get me good. Like honestly, I, I can't believe they haven't set me <laughs> up. It's a great place called horrible. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So now I do like to find out. Where, where the, the best ones are locally within walking distance of the hotel. Now, this is the last fan question before we get to possibly the best uh, segment of our show, which is Halftime with Nelson. But Stop it. we've got this Stop last it. one here. <laughs> and I think this is probably the most important question we're going to ask you today. Should the chicken parma or parmi, depends where you're from, be served on top of chips or with the chips next to the parmi? And that's from HHHH Neil. Oh... That's a, that's a very good question. I'm going to judge question. you for your answer here. Yeah, well, I like to be able to decide when I want to have chips as part of my palmy. And if it's to the side, it means I can pick and choose. I feel <laughs> I have the right to decide when I include chips with my palmy. Uh, so don't get me started on the bunning sausage sizzle onion saga. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> we don't have enough time in this segment. Under. Oh, on top. I don't care how messy it is. Just always <laughs> put it on top. I don't actually yeah. get people that put onions on the bottom. Is yeah. that even a, a thing? It is have now. to now. Yeah, because yeah, Bunnings got sued. Right. Because oh, we're a suing nation. We're a suing nation. Now, I did mention the best segment that we've got on this show mm. because it's the only <laughs> segment we've got. It is Halftime with Nelson. Yes, um, Damien, just to uh, introduce you to Halftime with uh, Nelson or the Half Nelson, as we like to call it, it is usually <laughs> a, a pointless question. Um, for a pointless podcast. Uh, now, on today's uh, segment, I have noticed that over the last couple of days, the Fremantle Dockers and the West Coast Eagles have been getting ready to make their big trip for the four weeks over to the East Coast. It might be a little bit more than the four weeks as we're kind of thinking. Well, it certainly seems like it because the amount of stuff they have been packing for four weeks <laughs> is just incredible. I was looking at the vans the other day surfboards, bikes, golf clubs, you name it, it's been packed into this van and it's heading over east. And I guess the difficulty with it is, guys, is that when you don't really know how long you're going to be going for, it's pretty hard to pack. And also, if you're anything like Georgie Parker, inevitably, you always forget to pack something because you're just useless at life. You've got other things going for you, but packing isn't a strong point. So my question today is what have you forgotten on a oh. trip to somewhere. Now, 
I can start this before I lead you into something here, Damo, because I'm I'm very good at forgetting things. I once, on the way to Commonwealth Games, I left my wallet in the plane on the way over and on the way back, I lost my passport in Bordeaux, Bordeaux and got stuck in France for four days when I was coming back for knee surgery. So I'm very good at forgetting things. Um, mm. Now, I've heard that you've forgotten a sock. <laughs> This is a setup uh, in case you didn't. Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well played, well played. Uh, yeah, I do forget a lot of things, but the sock was probably the, the one I got called out on. So we were playing in Germany, I think it was, and I was super nervous. I was a part of the Australian team. This was like the under-18s or under-20s Australian team. Super nervous being a part of it. I didn't want to stand out and ask for a sock. So I went into my bag that I'd packed on the way to training, and I found that I had one sock with two pairs of jocks. I was like, oh, okay, sweet. I'll just put a pair of undies on the other sock, tape it in with the ankle tape, got through training. Things were totally fine. But then I forgot what I had done. And instead of going into the locker room to change behind closed doors, just sitting courtside, took one shoe off, took that sock off, took the other shoe off. And then my, my coach, Rob Beveridge at the time, he was like, he went undies? Like, he sat undies on your foot? And I'm like, oh, no. And so everyone just stopped and pointed, made fun of me. I thought I was an ideas man. Like, I thought I was before my time. But then to reiterate what I'd done, I, uh, I got back to Australia, you know, two weeks later. And then in the mail, a package arrived and my dad and Bevo had organized that I would receive this package when my girlfriend at the time and her mum were visiting. And so I'm opening this packet. There's a letter first saying, oh, you left this here. It was such a wonderful night. I'll never forget you from Germany. Love, you know, Lisa or whatever. And I'm reading this out with my you know, girlfriend's mum and my girlfriend. I'm just going ghostly white. And I pull out the pair of jocks I'd worn for training. Uh, so they, they did get me. They never let me live it down. And needless sister. to say, we didn't last that long, my ex-girlfriend and I. I was like, I swear, where is my coach? Uh, which probably even sounded worse. <laughs> Was there someone in your team that was notorious for forgetting things or were you that person? Yeah, I was. Uh, I still forget until I lose my dignity all the time. Um, but, so, <laughs> I never I, had any to be <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So we have this rule that if you don't wear the right training uh, attire at training, you get a fine. And so we get four jerseys to start the year. And, you know, one week pass and I'm down to three. Another week passes, I'm down to two. Another one, I'm down to one. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then one day I woke up and I just had no training jersey. And so I was like, surely someone's then set me up or whatever. And so I get to training. We're warming up. We're running up and down the court. And the coach is just giving me a hard time going, oh, I can't believe you've had to borrow a jersey. You're getting fine. This is ridiculous. You need to grow up. And everyone's laughing. I'm like, what's going on? And it literally took me five minutes into training to realize there was Martin 53 over there, Martin 53 over there. <laughs> yeah. four of my, four of my, Four of my teammates are wearing my jerseys. They'd slowly but surely been stealing them because I knew that I was an idiot that always forgotten just would think it's normal. So, yeah, no, they've got me. That's something that Ashley would organise for me, to be honest. Yes, yes. I remember one time, actually, um, Parker lost all her friends. So we're doing this exercise where essentially you've got to close your eyes and you partner it up. And one person has to kind of move their head while their eyes are closed over the top of the other person and the person has to move in response to where the hand is. So I partnered up with Georgie and I made her shut her eyes and start moving and then basically everyone just kind of ran away. 
And she's in, the mi- <laughs> she's in the middle of the field with no friends around her, with her eyes shut, doing sort of kung fu Tai-chi. moves slowly. <laughs> and we're just laughing. Anyway, she opens her eyes and just no friends. So it was a really sad day when Parker lost it. all her friends. Well, I never had many really again to begin with. So. Um, uh, <laughs> I love that. Now, we like to get to know our guests. Uh, sometimes we like them to bring some questions and or some co- things about their lives but with you we want to play a game of would you rather just a few (laughs) we want you to come you don't need to reason it too much you can just Mm -hmm. say would you rather all right so we're going to rapid fire this okay would you rather be asked if you're retiring again or be asked how good bryce cotton is oh bryce again (laughs) (laughs) no I'll go. Would you rather be Scotty Pippen or Dennis Rodman? Oh, Dennis. <laughs> okay. Better, better nickname, Ricky Amazing Grace or the Alabama Slammer, James Crawford? Uh, Alabama Slammer. He can still dunk it. He came back two years ago and was still dunking it. Really? Now, would you rather read another article on who is the MJ of the AFL or who is the Bulls of the AFL or never be able to read again? <laughs> uh, by free men or dockers it's an easy answer to the, the bulls of the afl it, it, that, baby. <laughs> we'll go on to the mj doco though because that i mean that was a brilliant documentary and mm. an insight into the nba nba that we haven't had before because it was before social media before we had these cameras following them around everywhere how many times have you guys had these sort of questions thrown at you to try to relate, try to grasp onto something of the NBA that isn't here in Australia? Oh, I, I loved it. So I've probably seen each of the episodes two or three times. And uh, actually the, the Freeman on Dockers, half the team broke up and watched the uh, cricket team documentary. The other half watched the Jordan one. And after about the sixth episode, I actually got on as a guest and spoke with uh, the Dockers group that had been watching the MJ one and just his mindset, his drive, his determination, his outlook on the game. You know, it wouldn't work for any everyone, but if you've got the skill to boot, I just thought it was a brilliant documentary. But obviously Luke Longley was a part of that and Luke's a Fremantle boy, got to know him really well. So the first time I met Luke, I'm in awe, I'm like seven foot three, 140 kilos, he opens the door and we go through his house and there's not one bit of memorabilia in his house. He's the most modest guy, humble guy you'll ever meet. But in, he does have a garage and in the garage is you know, half a basketball court, a swimming pool, some weights. And in the corner, there's this beautiful Harley Davidson customized for his seven foot three 140 kilo frame and on it that year that they uh, won it it was 72 and 10 was on there win loss record uh number 13 luke longley and then a big chicago bulls logo on the side is harley davidson and that was his present to himself when they won fast forward to the end of that season which was 2009-10 and i was a part of the championship and it was my first ever championship i'd won and so luke calls me and he goes oh congrats on the win well done i'm so happy for you he goes look i got myself a customized harley davidson when we won i know how much you were and you're gonna get yourself a vespa or a scooter or something so, uh, <laughs> it, it got me good it got me good but it was great great thing the big fellow out there on the documentary I was actually thinking about you on the um, on his motorbike. Like your feet probably wouldn't have even touched the the ground. You might have actually needed a Vespa, unfortunately. Uh, exactly right. Have you got his perspective on it um, lately, and and all the hoo ha around it? Because I know a lot of people uh, spoke to him back in the day. I, especially one of my mates. He he works for he worked for ESPN, and he said he did a really good 
article on it. He seems to be just a little bit of a missing piece from that whole era, isn't he, in, in the doco? Yeah, he was a huge part of that team. He was a starting mm. big man for, you know, three of the championships. So I actually caught up with Luke a few days ago. He's uh, in town. He lives down in Denmark now, or just out of Denmark, but um, in town for an ankle surgery. And so I went and caught up with him and <laughs> we were just chatting about the documentary. And for him, it wasn't like he was neglected or, or left out. He just did like just wasn't going to be a part of it. Like he does really keep to himself. But if you ask him about Scotty Pippen, because I thought Scotty was probably the one who wasn't portrayed in the light he should have. Like he did two things I strongly disagree with, especially yeah. in a team setting. Uh, but it's almost like that's all he did for the Bulls. Whereas, you know, you ask Luke about it and Scotty's probably his favourite teammate of all time and, and he loved Rodman and he and MJ had a really good understanding of each other and mutual respect. But for Luke, he's just one of those guys that keeps to himself. But when you get him talking about any of those players or that team as a whole collectively or in particular Phil Jackson, the coach, you just sit there just kind of in awe of what he has to say so he's a brilliant mind the boomers are lucky to have him and, and yeah i love picking his brain about it even though he decided to keep it to himself with the netflix series um demo just to finish off with some would you rather we've got a quick name game um to find out which martin you would rather be aside from <laughs> damien martin okay so work with us here you can have a choice so to, to start off with steve martin the comedian or george rr R. martin who wrote game of thrones <laughs> George, uh, my uncle's name is Steve and my dad's name's Ray. Like, how unlucky is our family? <laughs> we're, we're, we're the B-grade version of Martins. Like, it's so unfair. <laughs> Did you know I didn't even have Ray Martin on the list, but I feel like I should add him down. But I've got to keep him off now because I feel like it's the obvious choice. But what about so, Dustin Martin? Well, we're going to get on to that. <laughs> All right, so have you gone with um, Game of Thrones? Yeah, Game George, of Thrones. Okay, all right. Would you rather be Game of Thrones Martin or Apple Martin, daughter of Chris Martin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those dulcet tones every night before bed. Apple, you lucky girl. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, Apple Martin then or Chris Martin, dad? Yeah, I'll go with dad's talent. Okay, you upgraded him. Okay, so now Chris Martin or Ricky Martin? <laughs> I'm a horrible dancer, but I'm still going to start with stay with Chris. Okay, uh, Chris Martin or Dustin Martin, the footballer. Bubs, your favourite? Oh, look, Dustin seems like... Has he picked up his car yet? I'm going to go with Dustin just because what a ride. All right, and the final <laughs> comparison, just to make sure we've got a bit of a female influence in there, Dustin Martin or Martina Navratilova. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. I like... Uh, well, she's, she's even older than I am, and I know how sore my body feels, so I might stick with a young, fit, and healthy Dustin. Well done, Dustin Martin slash uh, <laughs> Damien Martin. Thank you for playing. Oh, well, my pleasure. Well, Damien Martin, the NBL player, not Damien Martin, the cricketer, thank you so much for joining us, getting your insight on playing off-field, all the things that that we love to hear. It's been so nice to be able to listen to you and taking that time out to, to join us on That's What She Said. Um, you've been an absolute pleasure and you are genuinely one of the nice guys of the sport and in sport in general. So keep being that guy because it's a, a great role model for your kids um, and other kids as well. And um, hopefully as a Wildcats fan, we see you in the red and black again <laughs> next year. Maybe. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Was thanks that a retirement speech? Never say <laughs> die. Never say die. <laughs> if not, we've got one more opportunity to announce your retirement. Oh, got to go. What's that? Yeah, I'm coming, darling. Get the family uh, in. Get the family yeah. in. Thanks so much, Damo.
See you guys. See you later. I think we almost had him there, uh, Georgie Parker and Bubs. I think that we almost on what uh, that's what she said had an announcement of retirement. But fingers crossed, actually, no one does because it'd be great to have him back out on the court. Uh, next I year. absolutely love him. I mean, I'm a Perth Wildcats fan, and you probably aren't, Bubs, being a um, a Melbourne gal. But he's genuinely such a gorgeous person. I mean, the Wildcats in general, they have to be putting themselves out there in such a football orientated city they put themselves out there into the community more than any team in Australia does. Each year, every single Wildcats player has to do 350 hours of community service. That's about six, seven times more than any AFL player does. Um, so them as a team, um, I love what they give back to the community um, and especially him. He's known as that that guy who would do go above and beyond for himself, his teammates and, and his community around him. So that was a joy to listen to. Yeah, I yeah. think I'd love to hear him speak, actually. I, I wouldn't mind hearing about all the injuries that he had. He had about 15 of them. Oh, literally, I was writing it down going, these are just the major ones, guys. It's been ridiculous. Um, but, but I think that's why so many people go back to the Wildcats is because they do have that um, attention to detail when it comes to making sure that their players are good players on and both off the court as well. And I know that Bryce Cotton, he got sold by the last style and also mm -hmm. I guess the professionalism of the Wildcats. And that's why he chose to say, even though he's taking a massive pay cut next year. So it's good to have him back out on the court. And as I said, hopefully um, Damian Martin can be back out there yeah. as well. But certainly there are plenty of Wildcats out there still that aren't playing that are doing wonderful things for the sport Greg Heyer um, who Damien Martin mentioned um, has a stitch in time and does mm -hmm. wonderful things in the community there as far as youth mental health goes so good to see them doing those kinds of things I think more well, sports be like that absolutely um, I don't want to ruin this chat with any of our junk so I'm going to leave it there listeners because that is was such a wonderful chat and like I said um he's a brilliant guy and a brilliant um mentor um and role model to the young younger kids and to adults I guess at the like as well so I'm gonna leave it there I don't want to ruin that chat so thank you so much for listening um hopefully we'll see you next week if you're gonna have a punt at all this week make sure you do so responsibly we'll see you next week see you bye-bye <laughs>